Welcome to Covenant's Pulpit Ministry. Covenant Evangelical Free Church believes that the Bible is the Word of God and that God's Word is vital for life-transforming Christianity. We trust that you will grow to know the Word of God and more importantly, the God of the Word as you hear this message today. May God bless you as you open your heart to His Word. Today is New Life Friends Day, and New Life Community Services is our charity arm of the church. It's a non-profit organization that does uh, social services to the communities at Bukit Panjang, Woodlands, and we pray, Lord willing, in the eastern part of Singapore very, very soon. Now, New Life is so important to Covenant that over two times, two Sundays in a year, we especially feature the work of New Life so that we are aware of what is happening because we believe this is a very important strategic organization that goes out there and represents not just the church but represents the kingdom of God in our communities. And so today's New Life Community Services uh, Friends Day, uh, the theme is Acting in Love Together. And I want to invite us all to say this Acting in Love Together all together. Ready? One, two, go. Acting in love together. That's great. So that is our theme today. And we're going to be diving into Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47 very soon. Now, in this room right now today, it is filled with many stories. Why? Because each of us here has a story to tell. Probably a lot of stories. Stories about our past, from our primary school days to our secondary school days, our poly or or university days, JC days, and national service days. A lot of the men here have war stories to tell. Huh? All their war stories about how they battle cockroaches in the outfield, you know, eating Russian pack, or whatever poor thing. I never fought war, but huh? war stories. And there are many other stories that we might tell of today. Stories from work, stories from our vacation. Some stories are difficult stories to tell. Stories of tragedy and challenges. And other stories of excitement and joy. And the point is, we all have stories to tell. And in the Bible, there are plenty of stories of how throughout human history, the Lord God is revealed to humanity. And the most important story in the Bible is when Jesus died for our sins and rose again. And after that, there are these stories of drama and how the church of Christ had grown and developed. And that's found in the book of Acts, filled with many stories of drama and of excitement, of passion and of growth. And so as we dive into Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47, I'd like to set it up a little bit with the context in that there's the commissioning, the empowering, the awakening, and the beginning of the church. We start with the commissioning, which is found in Acts chapter 1, verse 8 where Jesus has gathered his disciples, he's died, rose again, he's about to send to heaven, and he says that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. The important word here is witnesses, and it's the word that appears several times in Acts chapter 2, that the disciples of Christ will be witnesses. They were actually first-hand witnesses of Jesus' death and resurrection. And they were to go out into the world and tell 
of this magnificent God whom we worship today. But they have to receive a power, the Holy Spirit. And so we see this empowering happening in Acts chapter 2. At the beginning, there's a day of Pentecost. And at that empowering, the Holy Spirit descended upon the disciples who were in the upper room praying and descended with tongues of fire. And they were empowered to speak in other languages so that the crowd that gathered in Jerusalem could understand what they were saying. They thought they were drunk, but it was early morning. And there was Peter. He stood up and said, no, we're not drunk. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. And I have a message to preach to you from a witness of Jesus' death and resurrection. And there the power of God, the Holy Spirit, was moving amongst that crowd. And there was a deep conviction. And that's where an awakening happens. As Peter preached that gospel, the people that were gathered there had a response in their heart. See, the Holy Spirit had come upon them and they were cut to the heart. In some versions it says their hearts were pricked or pierced. The Greek word there is kata nuso. Kata nuso basically means that the heart is so gripped and pierced by the Word of God and by the Holy Spirit that a deep conviction came upon them. It is much like some of us who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior when some, just before someone was going to pray for you, your heart was pounding. It's the same idea. That is the presence of God convicting you and inviting you to response. And there at that moment, the people who gathered asked Peter, brothers, what should we do? And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And there that day, over 3,000 people gave their life to Jesus and were baptized. And there we begin to see the beginning of the church. And in this church, there were three main activities that the church was involved in. And we see this in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47. The first action that we see is that the church was worshipping together. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. The word there, devoted, was a continuous, steadfast attentiveness to the Word of God. And as the Word of God was spoken, the Holy Spirit was convicting and stirring their hearts. And they were brought to a response within their hearts to worship Him. As they remembered Him in communion, they worshipped. Then they saw signs and wonders performed, and they fell in reverent awe, and they worshipped God. Their discipleship journey began within their hearts, from the inside. And then it moved out to the outside. As a response to this, the second activity they were involved in is selfless giving together. All who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had in need. They voluntarily gave. Why? Because when they worshipped God, when they broke bread, it reminded them of the selfless act of, 
of Jesus Christ on the cross. It was an act of grace, of love, of mercy. And they saw that who they worshipped was a selfless giving God. And they were called to be like Him. Their selfless giving wasn't to give them salvation, for salvation was already given by the selfless God. It was their response in terms of their worship. So as a disciple, it began inside within them. But the expression of love, of giving, was their outward discipleship. This was inside-out discipleship. So they were worshipping together, there was selfless giving together, and then there was witnessing together. They were doing as the Lord Jesus had commanded them to, to be witnesses. And we see this as they were praising God, they were having favor with all the people. They gained favor because the people saw their genuine, unashamed worship to God. They saw their selfless giving to them. And they said, I want that too. I see that in your life. I want that. And they were so drawn by the gospel that many would come to know the Lord every day. If we took these three actions together, the church was worshipping together, they were selfless giving together, they were witnessing together, it can be summarized that they were acting in love together. You see, their worship was an expression of love to Jesus. And they get to love Him because He first loved them. And it's expressed on the cross. And from that, their worship was an expression of love. And through that gratefulness of heart, they were selfless giving, loving others in their church community. And that love spread to the people around them. And they were so drawn by the love of Christ that was found in the believers that many who had been witness of their witnesses came to know the Lord, the act of loving together. On this New Life Friends Day, New Life is an organization where you and I can get involved in. It is the hand and face of Covenant EFC, but it's also the hands and face of the kingdom of God, where we can get to love the community together, whether in our CGs or as individuals, or pull your friends along from, your church, from this church, and we can impact the community. Because as we worship the Lord here, we can selflessly give our lives at New Life and be a witness to the communities in Bukit Panjang and Woodlands. There are many stories that come up from New Life. And today, I'd like to introduce to us three people who worship here at Covenant EFC. And they're going to come up and share their stories with us. And so can we invite Brennan, Christopher, and uh, Olivia to the stage? Come on, let's give them a big welcome as they uh, share their stories of how they've been serving and volunteering at New Life Community Services and uh, how uh, they have been acting in love together. So I'm going to get them to introduce themselves to us, uh, starting with their names, their occupation during the day, and in what capacity have they been serving at New Life. So I want to start with uh, Brennan. Please go ahead. Yeah, hi, my name is Brennan. I'm working for the finance industry, doing trading for the finance industry. And uh, I've been serving in Steady Readers for the past four months. Thank you. Next. Hi, I'm Olivia. I'm a civil servant. Um, I've been serving at Steady Readers for the past three years. And then so, uh, Chris and I are in the same CG. And last year we did Best to Bless for Christmas. Hey. 
Yep. Hi, and good morning. I'm Chris, currently serving National Service, and I volunteered last year together with Olivia at Bless to Bless. Thank you. Can we give them a big warm welcome to the stage, yeah? So don't feel so nervous, yeah? Now, uh, maybe I'll start with you, Chris. Uh, what inspired you to volunteer at New Life? When I was three years old, I was a student at New Life Childcare, and I was grateful for the teachers for their loving care towards me. Now that I'm older, serving at New Life is a way of expressing my gratitude to New Life Community Services. Thank you. It's great, yeah? What about you, Olivia? What inspired you to serve at New Life? Um, I think for me, it started um, from a conviction I had in my university days that um, it's important for us as Christians and particularly as a church to bring um, Jesus basically outside the church to the community because ultimately we serve a God who didn't just stay in synagogues and teach. He went out, fed the 5,000, mm. healed lepers, spoke to tax collectors. Um, mm. And I think there are a lot of people who otherwise wouldn't step into a church who need to hear Jesus. And I think therefore that's very important. Yeah, that is. Thanks. What about you, Brennan? What inspired you to serve new life? I think for me, it's uh, largely because of my CG. So my CG is actually going through a season of serving where the focus is really to go out there and to serve our community. Uh, this was uh, encapsulated well by my CGL where he said, um, you know, we don't want to be just a holy huddle. We want to go out there and make an impact. Yeah. It's wonderful. Thanks. So you can see that the CG is determined to serve together and, uh, in, and, and to love the community together. And so not just to be hearers of God's word, but doers of God's word as well. Now that, um, you know, you've been, when you were choosing to volunteer at New Life, what were some considerations that you had when uh, thinking about serving New Life? So maybe we start with you, uh, Brennan. What were some considerations there? So I think it was very helpful that the staff of New Life was very uh, specific in the requirements for steady readers. So they actually, from the beginning, they gave us a whole timeline, a whole roadmap of, you know, week one, you come in, you're going to do this. Week two, you're going to go in and do that. And uh, going into that, that, it was a very measurable uh, experience because we knew what we we're going in there to do. We we're going there to help the kids to um, reach the same level of reading as their peers in primary school. And I think that's a very key aspect because we were meeting a real need. Um, we knew that these kids, a lot of these kids are recommended into the program by their primary school teachers. Mm. So when you go there and you uh, week in and week out, you go there, you talk to the kids, you help the kids through um, the reading session, you really start to see an impact as they read better. So it's actually achievable. Yep. Thank you. That's great to hear that. What about you, Olivia? What were some considerations that you had in terms of serving at New Life? Um, for me, I think the why was very clear, as I mentioned just now. So um, to me, it was a matter of practical considerations. So uh, when I first started thinking of serving New Life, it was COVID. And then I live in Changi, where Steady Readers is in Bukit Panjang and Woodlands. And at that point, I couldn't drive. Nice. So the weekday commute, um, weekday evening commute to and fro would have been basically impossible. Mm. Um, but I think I, I discovered that there was the online option for Steady Readers, which continues today. Um, and that was um, a platform that I could very conveniently serve, so I was very happy to do it. And I also realized that some of the beneficiaries, even though they live in Bukit Panjang and Woodlands, actually it's, um, the kids might, or the parents might prefer the online option still, because some kids are very shy, so if you bring them in person, they won't say anything. Uh, and then some parents, they can't bring one kid to the 
the in-person place because you have other kids to take care of at home. So I think that was kind of a win-win situation, so I was very happy to do it. That's great to hear that. All right. And what about you, Chris? Considerations? Well, one significant consideration for me was actually the lang a language barrier. So at this Bless to Bless, we uh, assigned a beneficiary to take them for shopping, for a meal, and then conversation with them. That would mean we would need to have conversations. As the beneficiary preferred to speak Mandarin, I was concerned that I could not converse with her because I can't speak Mandarin. But thankfully, I wasn't alone in this. Um, Olivia here and I served together with another CG member who were able to speak Mandarin and help me trans summarize the story in English for me. That's great. Yeah, so it's very good. So, that, so those of you like us, uh, uh, you can pull your CG members along and... Uh, uh, be get it translated, but I'm also hearing this online option for study readers. You know, makes it easier, more accessible for us to serve. And uh, what New Life uh, outlines is very clear, which is what Brennan had shared. So hopefully that helps us in our choice of serving. Now that each of you have served and experienced, and still serving actually, and experienced what it's like to be volunteer at New Life, perhaps share with us one inspiring story or something that surprised you as you served at New Life. We'll start with you, Chris. Sure. So when we had a conversation with the beneficiary, I could understand like, how New Life has provided for her and her daughters, mm. especially for one of her younger kids, whom happens to be one of Olivia's previous students at Steady Readers. It has brought her and her daughter's hope. As the staff and volunteers of New Life brought the presence of God into her family and hope that is found in Jesus. Mm, thank you. Well said. How about you, Brennan? I think for me, something that really surprised me was because uh, it's, this isn't my first time volunteering. I volunteered in other capacities, uh, mostly with um, adults or youth. Um, I've been in a family service center before, but this was uh, probably the first time that I was dealing with young kids. So uh, this was lower primary. So I was quite hesitant initially. It wasn't actually my first choice of uh, where I would want to serve. But what really surprised me was because the kids really began to take in uh, the feedback I gave them. And this was a concern of mine because with youth and older kids, um, you can kind of talk them through and you can kind of um, really reason with them. But I was like, you know, kids at this age, you're not going to be able to talk them through whatever it is that um, you need to help them with. But what I found was that as I go through uh, spending time with them, I uh, encourage them, they take it in their own way. And especially encouragement, they, you see it uh, in their faces, it brightens up their face when uh, you encourage them. Yeah, so I, it gave me confidence that, hey, actually, you know what, I can handle small kids. That's great, it's good to hear. What about Olivia? Uh, maybe a story or something that surprised you as you serve at New Life? Um, I think maybe I'll share two things. Sure. Um, the first is that I think Brennan talked about it earlier that you can really see like the kids progress and improve in their reading. So one of the girls I'm taking now, her first class, um, she could only spell her own name. Mm. Uh, everything else she couldn't spell, she couldn't read. Either couldn't or didn't want to. Um, so I remember hanging up thinking, I don't know how this girl is going to get through P1 because she can basically not read or write. Um, but now, after about three or four months, she can read simple three to four letter words. She still needs a lot of help. She can't quite read full sentences, but she's willing to try. Um, and I think from there, I can really see that she's really improved a lot. And I think that leaves a tangible impact on her, but also on her family. Wow. Um, I mm. think that the second thing is, um, 
beyond reading, um, I think the relationships that we build with the kids is very important. Um, so there was one week I was not at class because I was traveling and because of some miscom, my kids still locked on for class. So then the next week I came back and I was just like rearing to go. I was like, hi, I started a lesson. And then after a while they interrupted me. They were like, why weren't you here last week? Um, so they were very sad. Then I was very sad. So everyone sat together for a few minutes. <laughs> uh, but I think that really struck me because um, it's easy for me to log on every week. It's a one hour, one and a half hour thing and then I go on my life. But I think actually these kids value the fact that you're there and they may not know where you're from or who you are. And I I've never seen them in person. Um, but they value that. And every week they'll tell me like, I got a new pencil case today. I fought with my sister today. I fought with my friend today. Uh, <laughs> or like different stories that they have from their week or their day. Um, and I think for me, um, I I've reminded myself that I'm a Christian. I'm here to love them because Jesus loves them. And because of that, I'm glad to be here every week. Thank you. Thank you for sharing the stories. You say, when we hear some of these stories, it's very interesting, right? We hear, first of all, from Chris that as he was meeting this family through Bless the Bless, that um, one of the beneficiaries in that family is a beneficiary of Steady Readers, where Olivia is serving in. And how as they share their story of how new life has impacted them, it has surprised Christopher of how the love of Christ is expressed through Steady Readers. And we hear Brennan how... Yeah, I wasn't so confident with kids, but yet, you know, it's building a relationship with them that surprised him, that they're able to listen to him, respect, and just share life together. As we hear what Olivia has shared, that is through the relationships that this child is able to flourish. It's not just learning English. It is also having a friend. Just think about this. Imagine you can't read or write. Only you can read your, write your name. And you're in primary one. Imagine what it's like walking into school and you cannot have that ability of knowing your alphabet, how to put words together. How you would feel when there are other kids in the class that can do that already. Your esteem will be very low. Your confidence will be shattered. But, and no one would want to be your friend. But because of what new life is able to do, these kids are given their chance to form friendships online, not even knowing or seeing that person face to face. And as we do that, we express the love of Jesus Christ as we act in love together. Can we thank Chris, Olivia, and Brennan for sharing their stories with us this afternoon? Thank you so much, guys. You know, I start out by saying there are many stories in this room, and we've heard of three stories today of serving in New Life Community Services. We've heard also the story in the book of Acts of the early church and how this church was involved in worshipping together, selfless giving together, witnessing together as they acted in love together, expressing the love of Christ, the church in action. What a story. It wasn't just the story of the church. It was his story. You know, I wonder, 30 years from now, what would the history books say about the church today? In other words, 30 years from now, there's a Christian historian. And he's writing about covenant evangelical free church. What would that writer say about us today? 
Would it write that this was a church that passionately worshipped the Lord together? Unashamedly worshipped the Lord. Would it say that this church, that all of us were involved in inside-out discipleship, as the Lord would transform us by the power of His Word and Holy Spirit inside our hearts, it would translate to an outward selfless giving together. Would the history books write that Covenant EFC in the year 2023 wasn't just worshipping together, wasn't just selflessly giving together, but they were witnessing Christ to the world, to the communities at Bukit Panjang, at Woodlands, through online steady readers, through bless the bless, through outreaches that we do, through the way that we work with and behave in our workplaces? And would there be stories written out from this room about the church that acted in love together? Pastor Sharon Fong had showed us a map of Singapore one day on a Sunday and a vision of what it means to be the authentic discipleship and intentional disciple-making church that wins the world for Christ. And this was the picture, i kind of done out a little bit more here. It's a picture of Singapore. And there in Bukit Panjang was one light bulb, our church. And through that, the gospel spread through Chachugang and the surrounding areas, then at Woodlands, to Admiralty and Ishun, and then across Singapore. Disciples of Christ being salt and light, intentionally making disciples of a certain kind so that we will multiply ourselves to win the world for Christ. In other words, through new life, wouldn't it be great to see that as Olivia disciples this child online, that that soul is one for Christ. And therefore, this child then gets involved in steady readers. And as she's discipled, she will win another child to Christ, who will then win another child to Christ, another child to Christ, so there's spiritual multiplication. That's the vision of Covenant EFC. That's the mission of Covenant EFC. That's who we are, new life and covenant, together, acting in love, to honour it is our expression of worship, of selfless giving, of witnessing to the community. And let's take this one step further. In this world, out from a tiny nation called Singapore, the gospel would spread. Just like it did from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, it would spread from Singapore to Malaysia to Indonesia and out to the furthest parts of the world. This might overwhelm us, but this is the mission that the Lord has given to our church. Therefore, we must think big, start small, build deep. Think big for the kingdom of God. But as we do, we start small, serving in things like steady readers, bless the bless, or even again amongst the silver generation, out of those 19 opportunities that New Life has, 
we could all get involved. Because New Life is looking for 1,450 volunteers and you could be one of them. And as we start small, we think big, the kingdom of God and the world, one for Christ. Join with other brothers and sisters in many other churches around the world to win this world for Christ. As we do so, we build deep in our hearts as we worship Him. There are many opportunities that New Life has. So I ask you the question, will you act in love together? Together with your CG, your covenant group. Come along and serve at New Life. Steady readers, and you can do it online if it, the distance is difficult for us. You can serve at Bless to Bless. And I want to kind of show you a snapshot. I know there are 19 different programs we could serve at, but I want to give you a snapshot of just three. And as I show you this, I'm going to pray for us a very short prayer that the Lord would open up our hearts just like He did at the awakening time in Acts 2. Katanuso was the word there. That they were cut to the heart. I pray the Spirit of God will cut to the heart here. As I show you about these volunteer opportunities that New Life has. So I'm going to pray just a short one. Lord Jesus, I pray that your spirit will move. And as I share about the opportunities where people can serve at New Life, I pray that you will speak to them, especially for those of us who haven't been serving the Lord for a while now. I pray, Lord, that your spirit will convict us, cut us in the heart, so that we may see as you see and do as you say. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So here is one opportunity. It's called Steady Readers, which Olivia and Brennan had talked about earlier. And this is a literacy intervention program for kids in K2 all the way to primary 4 who are reading below their academic level. Now, you can do this in person or online now. And this is a great way of impacting children who have challenges in reading and writing. And you can give them that hope that one day they're able to do so. So we are taking in new volunteers to serve from July to November, and we want to encourage us to get involved with steady readers. The second opportunity is called Bless to Bless. And this is how once a year, where we take a family out and we bless them. We go grocery shopping with them, we have a meal with them, and we get to hear their story and we get to share our stories as well with them. And so this is going to be running from November to December. And so get involved. You can get involved as a CG and you can befriend the families together. Not to judge them, not to uh, belittle them, but rather the journey with them. Because we all have a story to tell. The third opportunity is called the Silver Care Befrienders. It's befriending isolated seniors to create strong social relationships. And we're running this from July to December. Bukit Panjang Center is hopping on board with the silver uh, care work in a very um, enthusiastic way. And we want to get behind it. You know, when I was working in social work uh, many years ago, I uh, was working at Bukit Ho Swee Social Service Center. And one of the blocks that we reached out to, which is found in Indus Road there, there were many elderly who lived alone, lived alone in those rental flats. 
And once a month, one of them will pass away alone in their flat. And you can smell the, their body in there, and then we have to report it and do all the funeral arrangements for the families. Some people will just, after living their whole life, it will end like that. So we actually have the opportunity to exercise godly compassion and befriend these people and to create a community around them so that they don't have to live life alone in their final wonderful years on this earth. And through these works, Steady Readers, Lesser Bless, Silver Care, Befrienders, and many more, we get to act in love together, sharing the gospel with them. So, if you want to find out more, I want to invite all of us here in this room to what New Life is organizing called a Vision Night. It's the New Life Vision Night. It's happening on Wednesday, the 24th of May, from 7.30 to 9 o'clock at ACK Center. And I'd like all of us here, if you could, to take out your phone and some of us take a photo of this slide or if you can't take the photo slide, that's fine. Put it into your calendar. Save the date. It's two weeks from now. And uh, come along for the vision night. Now, some of us are going, Pastor Man, I'm very busy one day. I've got dinner to cook. After work, a very long day. One night in the whole year. We can spare the time for it. Let's pack ACK Center. Let's overwhelm the new life staff with our presence that all of us will go, we'll pack the place. Let's hear about New Life Work as a CG. I encourage CGLs, drag your entire CG to come down. And let's hear about the work of New Life and consider how we can get involved in the work at New Life Community Services. Final slide I want to show us is the QR code. If the Lord is touching your heart right now, say, yeah, I think I can do this. I think I can serve and get involved with New Life. I'd like to invite you to scan this QR code here and save the link on your favorites. Because in a minute, we're going to be uh, having communion together. As we do so, I'd like to give you the opportunity to just scan this QR code here and fill out the form after the service. Because we have that opportunity to act in love together. I pray and hope that 30 years from now, the history books will show the Covenant EFC wasn't an inward-looking church. The Covenant EFC was really a church where inside-out discipleship was occurring. Authentic discipleship, intentional disciple-making, reproducing disciples of a certain kind, multiplying them, and winning the world for Christ. I pray the history books will reflect that, that it's not history, but it's His story in and through our lives as we acted in love together. What I'm going to do right now is I'm going to invite us to take communion together. Why? When we read in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47, we heard of how the believers had gathered and they remembered what Christ had done. His selfless sacrifice on the cross. And as we take communion together, I'd like us to reflect on the selfless giving of Jesus Christ. After that, we're going to worship the Lord. And in that time, perhaps, the Lord will speak to some of us as we partake communion together, as we worship together. 
And at the end of this service, before we all leave, I'm going to flash up this slide again. Because perhaps the Lord will speak to you during this communion time of serving in New Life Community Services. So I want to invite all of us right now to take out the communion elements, please. Come, let us stand together, please, as we partake this together. I'm going to invite us to pause silently before God. And I want you to remember the selfless act of sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross for our sins. What tremendous grace. Your sacrifice, Lord Jesus, was something we all do not deserve. This was your act of love and obedience to the Father. Lord, we thank you and partake of this communion, not just remembering you, but we partake, of, partake this together with gratitude. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, he broke it, and he said, take this in remembrance of me. Let's partake this together. On that same night, we took a cup of wine. It represents the blood of Christ, shed for the forgiveness of our sins. Let's partake this in remembrance of Him together. We remember you today, Lord. And we give thanks for the greatest story of love, the greatest story of redemption, the greatest story of sacrifice, that is done by the great God, the only God, our Savior. His name is Jesus. Today, Lord, we worship you and declare how great you are, God. That you are worthy of all praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Together we sing, how great is our God. How great is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God. Oh, see how great, how great is our God. So we lift our hands and declare, how great is our God.
were glad you had spent some time listening to God's Word. And we hope that the message has ministered to you. You can visit us at www.cefc.org.sg for more sermon titles. God bless you in your spiritual pilgrimage ahead.